This podcast is produced by Student Media. Student Media is a student organization at the University of Evansville. Student Media produces the Crescent Magazine, published online and in print three times a semester. Student Media produces several podcasts and utilizes design, photography, video, and sounds toward experiential and academic learning and journalistic endeavors and engaging storytelling. Student Media elevates the voice of the student body and connects the campus and community to important information and points of view. To learn more, visit crescent.evansville.edu. Welcome back to Season 2 of Walk It Off with Riley Anslinger, the podcast celebrating the incredible journeys and perseverance of women in sports. Last episode, we talked about how sports impact young girls up to their older ages. Today, we are going to look at overcoming challenges. This episode, I will bring on special guests, Ben Godden and Josie Crimsar. Ben Godden has a disability on his left hand and has been overcoming many of different obstacles in his life. Ben, so go ahead and give us an overview of yourself. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, I, uh, so I'm from Carmel, Indiana. I uh, grew up in, well, pretty much grew up in Carmel my whole life, but was born in Illinois and uh, unfortunately slash fortunately was born with one hand, which uh, has definitely... I think helped me in my life more than it's hurt me and which sounds weird Love that for you, know? you yeah it's uh it's been it's been kind of a weird experience because I feel like everyone probably thinks it's a lot more challenging than I think it is I think I I think I kind of overcome things probably more naturally than I probably should but I also think it's not as bad I mean I've heard stories about people who lose their hands in accidents and lose limbs or are born like this and it's really hard for them because they're not you know super outgoing or extroverted and I think it just kind of comes down to um, being willing to, you know, ask for help when you need it sometimes and and just kind of persevere. I mean, I think everyone deals with that in their own ways, whether it's mental, physical, whatever it may be. Uh, hey, guys, I'm Josie. Uh, me and Ben have been dating for, I'd say, about eight months. Already? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so basically when I met Ben, I already knew he had one hand because he was previously at Evansville, and he was a pretty cool guy. But, yeah, I've gotten to know him and his family and, like, all the stuff that they tell me about. It's pretty cool. Like, when he was a kid, he went to this camp, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was, a, it was like this, I guess, like, horse horsepower. I don't know what it was. It was <laughs> yeah, like, but, like... It was just all kids with disabilities. Yeah, it was stuff. all kids like, with disabilities. It was so... Like, there's pictures of him, like, with all his friends. It's so cute. And, like, I feel like it really kind of made you appreciative because you realized that there were kids that had it a lot worse that you weren't just the only one yeah and also yeah like he felt like he wasn't the only one and he had friends that had the same I don't know type of challenges that he had to overcome as well no that's a credit to my parents for sure putting me in that situation because I got to kind of I mean when you're at that camp, obviously, like you kind of feel like, a, like I probably felt like very normal compared. Did you to, want to go to the camp, or did they just? Uh, I was pretty young, so I don't even honestly remember. Yeah, he, so what you were like four or something? I, yeah, I don't know. I think it was. I mean, the whole point of the camp was to kind of make everyone feel like included, and there oh, were some activities awesome. and all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, I definitely would probably be one of the least disabled people there. Which yeah, at the time, I, yeah, I'm four years old. I didn't know. I right, was just like oh, these people are cool. Yeah, whatever, but yeah, um, but no, yeah, it was. I yeah, that camp was great. Um, no, I got some some mentors yeah. and people I still am in contact with from that camp yeah. and all that. And yeah. I also think that like something that benefits him a lot is that he's just really confident about it. Like I've never seen you get embarrassed about anything. That's awesome. And honestly, I don't even notice it. To be honest, is that weird to say? No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I literally tell Ben that all the time. I'm like <laughs> I literally don't even notice, it. but it's true. Like. Honestly, there's not really a lot of things that he can't do. 
Except shuffle cards. Yeah. Is that really yeah, hard? That's not better. like a huge no. thing. But I was going to say, this podcast is about sports, so go ahead and talk oh, about yeah. your... Yeah. I've heard you're pretty good at Sorry, we're kind of even golfing and basketball. Uh, yeah, so I played soccer and basketball pretty much my entire life. Uh, I would say, I mean, there's there's been like a special done on me when I played at UE. Um about having one hand in soccer. And to be honest with you, like having one hand in soccer, I think everyone kind of realizes that you use your feet in soccer. So having yeah. one hand in soccer Except isn't... throw-ins, I mean, but like it yeah. doesn't really make a difference. Or a goalie, but you weren't a goalie. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I should never have been a goalie, so I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't. Uh, you would eat in the goal. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, definitely just some throw-ins. I'd say like, you know, it's kind of like learning how to tie your shoes and stuff. Like that's kind of a weird thing to think about. But uh, no, I played soccer and basketball, and basketball was definitely the uh, the main the main kind of overcoming situation because if, if anybody knows anything about basketball I mean a lot of defenders when you get to a higher level start to force you one way or another and a lot of people force people with their off hand right. in my case my off hand's like pretty off if that makes sense but uh, my God. Just cause, yeah, it's not really there I can probably dribble like twice with it real quick maybe like do a quick behind the back maybe yeah. to escape it but you know, at a higher level, it starts to get a little more challenging. So, you know, have, you have right. to work around those things. Make sure you set yourself up in a good position. Be thinking about those things. He's a fire shooter, though. Riley, yeah. you guys should do a competition. <laughs> yeah, we'll we to, might have to. Wait, today, Loki. Yeah, we can play some horse or something. Yeah, so we can, I mean. Yeah, I'm pretty fire as whoop, well. Kind of Josie yesterday, can't lie. I'm but, pretty fire, whatever. No. But, oh, let's talk about your prosthetic, your lifting prosthetic. Oh, because Josie did show me a picture of that. That's something that you do need your hand for. Like, it's not necessarily for soccer, but with lifting. soccer comes lifting. And, yeah. yeah, so why don't you talk about that? No, yeah, actually, so that's actually perfect for lifting and for golf, actually, because... I was going to say, Josie said you're a pretty good golfer, so also add on to that. Yeah, uh, I was going to say the prosthetic thing like leads in perfectly because I've actually, you know, I'm kind of in the process right now of working on getting a golf prosthetic, which would be, be really cool. Um, there's a great guy in Chicago, David Rotter. Uh, That's shout, awesome. Shout out him. He's so cool. He builds, like, legs for people and, you know, all, all that type of stuff. I've watched, yeah. like, military vets who, like, lost their stuff. And he's right. full legs. I mean, arms. I mean, I, mine's a, a simple one. It's a lifting prosthetic. If anybody knows the NFL player, uh, Shaquem. Shaquille or Shaquille and Shaquille, I'm not sure which one it is, I forget. <laughs> it's okay. But uh, he has one hand kind of similar to me. He was a linebacker at UCF, and he has a lifting prosthetic. And when he was in the, the combine doing his bench press and stuff, I think he was one of the best, That's which is pretty That's sick. Fun. And his prosthetic That's looks awesome. very similar to yeah. mine. It's kind of like a Lego hand, honestly, and so yeah. it attaches on. So right. No, literally. So it's basically, it literally looks like a Lego hand. Like it has the U shape. And yeah. then basically, you screw if it you on. Were gonna, yeah, if you were going to bench, just screw it on. So the only thing that's kind of scary is if you fail. Yeah, I usually like, like, stuck do you do to you. <laughs> well, I mean, there's you have to have spotters, of course. Right. I mean, I used to bench without a prosthetic before I had one, and so I used to have like two people on the side where my left hand was in case it like slipped off my Holy hand. Shit. My lifting coaches yeah. did not appreciate me That's for that. I'm sure they were feeling. <laughs> That's a little, freaking awesome, though. Wait, so liable. when did you get your prosthetic? Uh, sophomore year of high school, I think. Oh, okay. When we looked into it, so I just had to go through freshman year of uh, yeah. APC Carmel High School. It was yeah, and the lifting coaches were all excited about it. Did some like one hand power cleans. That was pretty. How much That's did awesome. that cost you? Uh, we'll just say thanks to having good insurance. Cause, uh, <laughs> I was going to say like prosthetics are probably so expensive. They are not cheap. If you don't have good insurance, it's going to be a problem. Ugh. And I feel bad. Like that's something I, someday I'd love to get into that when I'm kind of, you know, through my main career, I'd love to help people like, you know, find prosthetics and stuff that, that's sweet. um, yeah, are, are, are a little bit more affordable and hopefully they become more affordable as, you know, more people kind of get into that market. But, I agree. But, uh, no, yeah, with, uh, with golf, we're working on a golf prosthetic. I need to go up there actually and go see my guy, David. Um, and help him, you know, kind of because he's he's not like a super big golfer. Like he likes golf, but my parents are both uh, 
they both are trained to be able to teach golf. They're pro golfers at clubs in, uh, in Illinois. So they know like the, the technique and the stroke that you should make when you're playing and have trained me pretty well with one hand, but, um, with the prosthetic, we need to make sure that it bends and flexes the right way as you know, you're swinging the club and so you can maximize. And it fits. Yeah. yeah. And, and it fits. Wait, so <laughs> like if you were getting the prosthetic for golf, is it similar to the lifting one or would this one have like, um, the Lego one, so like fingers, like yeah, like fingers to grip the club. That that's pretty. I mean, I feel like that's probably a little bit too much. I'd say the yeah. technology hasn't advanced enough for that type of thing. Well, that's you know, like, like the maybe one day you can change it. One day, yeah, that would be probably a science major. That's not really how my <laughs> how my mind works, but uh, I would definitely be you know help with the the testing and trials if anybody needs me for that. That but, would be sick. Word. No, I uh, so with golf right now, I wish there was like a video that people could see if they're you know listening to this. But pretty right. much what I do is I you know if, if anybody's played golf, you kind of your hands are kind of interlocked. But my left hand kind of sits above. I'm a right-handed player, so my left hand sits above, and I kind of wrap. I have like a little bit of a wrist, and I wrap my left wrist. Um, around the club, sometimes I have to get like some sticky stuff and put it there so that it kind of. Oh, sticks I didn't know you do that. It's That's like some cool. chalk or something like yeah. people okay. do in lifting. Um, and then you kind of wrap it around the club, and then it, every once in a while, I'll, I'll like lose a little bit of grip, and that's when some bad shots happen. But for the most part, I'm, I mean, I'm a decent golfer. I would say, it's like, fire. I'm not gonna um, I, I mean, like nine hole round, I shoot usually somewhere between forty and forty five, which isn't terrible. Um, What's max shoot? It's, we don't need to talk about on, it. I want to no, hear. ever. It's golf's a, it's a really hard. So, I mean, I had two pro golfer parents, so like it was, it was a very like it was a lot easier. If I wasn't in a situation like that, I probably would have never played golf if they weren't like determined to teach me. So, I don't know, kind of, kind of different in that situation. But hopefully, we can get that golf prosthetic and that lifting prosthetic, you know, working together. And right, the hardest thing about that is, you know, as I as I've gotten older, with especially with lifting, um, you know, your your arms get like bigger and all right. that from lifting. So I have to keep getting remolded. So like you put your yeah, like this so clay. I was going to ask mold. how they measure that and like how they like get it to fit right. So it's like a, I'd say it's almost like a, I don't know how to describe it, like a clay, like cement type thing. And so what you do is I like have to put my hand in like this bucket. Like, do they like, pour that stuff in it? Yeah. Like they, so like they put, when you get that stuff at the dentist. Yes. Kind of, kind of like that. Yeah. And you put your hand like deep, like in the bucket and you like, I have to like leave it there for a minute and I pull it out and then it like hardens kind of like, mm-hmm. like that. It just hardens around it. And then I pull it off and they're able to kind of like whittle it off underneath and then they just pull it off and then that's like the mold. And then they put like the, the and they go off there. that. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Which yeah, that's is awesome. Pretty cool. And I got my cool wraps on. There. I got my bears wrap on there yeah. right now. Oh, like, sick. Those Chicago teams, even bear though down, they all down. suck. They but know. no, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> but um, no, yeah. Having, you know, an obstacle in sports and whatever it may be, like, I, I think everyone has their obstacles, whether it's mental, physical. I think you just got to figure out, like, what works for you. And, How to overcome it. Yeah. It's yeah. just, yeah. I mean, my biggest blessing is that, you know, I, I've been forced to ask for help at times, and it's made me a very outgoing and um, social person. And I think, I mean, that's been my yeah. biggest success in so far my career as a student, kind of moving into the working world here. Like, I'm not afraid to talk to people and work with them. Right. And, and uh, it's a useful skill today when a lot of people are, you know, stuck on their phones and introverted and yeah. you know, scared of the world. So, for sure. Yeah. Thank you, Ben and Josie, for talking about Ben's experience and how he overcomes obstacles. Thank you for joining us today in our important episode of how Ben and other athletes overcome challenges. Thank you for tuning in and catch you next episode.